Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. So many of our entrepreneurs in our Homeschool CEO community dream of traveling full-time. So today's episode is just for you. If you've ever wondered what it really looks like traveling full-time while homeschooling and running your own business, today's guest, Heather Ferris, breaks it down for you. We talk about what it really looks like, the pros and cons that come along with traveling while living full-time in an RV with two kids and a husband, and what advice she would give to a family who's considering this lifestyle. Now, I've been privileged to know Heather for a little over a year and a half, and I'm so excited for you to get to meet her today. So let's get started. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. All right. Welcome back, Homeschool CEO family. I'm so excited today. I have my friend, Heather. We've known each other for, what, probably a year and a half? Does that sound about right, Heather? At least that long. We've been running in the same circles for probably longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. We met online and became friends. So I'm so excited for you to meet her. And she's got a really unique story that I think a lot of you, because of what your end goals and dreams are, you know, Heather has lived some of the dream that a lot of our homeschool CEOs want to visit. And I have too. So we're going to have a conversation about what it looks like to travel full-time while homeschooling and running a business. But first, Heather, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience today? Tell us a little bit about you, your family, your business, all the good things. Yeah. So thank you, Jen, so much for the warm welcome. I'm so happy to be here and chat. My name is Heather Ferris. I am a mom of two girls, girl mom, and they are 10 and five now. They fight like cats and dogs but I love them dearly. We are a homeschool family officially, like took us 18 months to de-school. We can talk about that later, but we don't have any plans to actually go back to a traditional setting anymore. And uh, so aside from the homeschool life, I also run my own business. My husband is currently back in his job with the Air Force. And uh, so it's just me at home most days. Uh, Well, every day (laughs) until I get him back home again. We actually start homeschooling in September, and it's just me chugging along, growing a six-figure interest agency, and juggling team members, and kids, and laundry, and dishes, and feeding myself three times a day, which is so hard. Amen. <laughs> I have been there, done that. Okay, first of all, I didn't realize your husband was in the Air Force. So is he deployed right now? He's not. He actually works. His his job is very interesting. So when he was in an active duty for 10 years in Missouri, where we lived before, he built bombs and he worked a nuclear mission with the B-2s. So if any of your audience is listening and they're familiar with any of the planes uh, or any of the Air Force, they'll probably understand that plane. And it, it was very stressful, which is what led us to travel. 
And then we got here and he actually assists in a rescue mission with helicopters. So he supplies the helicopters with the ammunition. You know those movies with the guys hanging out of the helicopter shooting the guns? Yes. That's a real thing. And he supplies those guns with ammunition. Wow. So they actually run rescue missions out of Davis Mountain here in Tucson. So they are a very quiet mission because there's really not a lot of pilots that go down very often, especially in combat zones. So occasionally they actually rescue hikers that are stranded. So he's got kind of an interesting but boring job. Okay, that is really cool. I didn't know that. But first of all, whenever we talk to our service member families, you know, kind of like our law enforcement families, thank you for your sacrifice too. Because yeah, because you are on the front lines taking care of your family and your business. And a lot of times when our spouse has a job like that, you know, it takes all of their mental capacity. And sometimes them, you know, we have another family whose husband is out on deployment you know, sometimes it removes them completely from the family. So just thank you. Thank you for that, for holding down everything at home. All right. So let's talk about, you said that your husband's job was one of the things that drove you guys to travel. So let's talk about that time when you were traveling full-time. Yeah. So he had just gotten out of 10 years of running a nuclear mission and I mean, nuclear bombs. So to have that sort of lifestyle and that work environment every day. That's why we decided to travel. And he had just come off of a deployment, which he had gotten five weeks notice for, and I had just quit my job. And then fast forward a year and he quits his job. We transition and start traveling full time. So it was kind of a mess there for a while. And we really just needed time to reconnect and figure out who we were. All right. Wow. My mind's just going back going, I could only imagine what that was like. So how did that work? Like how long did you travel? Where did you travel to? How did you balance everything? Can you kind of take me back at the beginning of the journey and then kind of the journey as you went? Yeah. So um, we had a year to prepare for travel when he decided to go ahead and get out. And we traveled in a class A. So if anyone's listening and they're, they're wondering to themselves, like, what could I possibly travel in? We traveled in a class A. So it's the one that you drive. And we traveled from Missouri to New Orleans, over to Florida, all the way around up to Georgia. And then we cut across to South Dakota and then back around the North, all around to the Northeast, down to North Carolina. So we did all of Central and East. United States and the South. So we, we were very like, we were on the road constantly for around 10 to 11 months. We took a month off for Thanksgiving and then we hit the road again in December and we did Texas. So that's kind of where we wrapped up the the South. So it was a busy. That is busy. So how did you balance? Because I know a lot of our moms, that's one of their goals is to be able to travel full time and be location independent and run their business. What did you do to prepare your business in order to take it on the road? Nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I think we were a little naive to begin with traveling. I mean, the income was there in the beginning, but we started off our travel journey with me losing half of my clients in one week. And it was just like a freak thing that happened. And we ended up like, I ended up having to let my contractor go that I had at the time to retain the income that I had coming into the business. So I really probably should have prepared more 
you know, I had a team member helping. I was also running half of the, you know, my half of the business. I was doing outreach and trying to find clients, but I don't think we were ready. It's not what you see on YouTube or Instagram. Okay. So how is it different? So most days, let's just start with travel days. If you're in a travel day and you are not a planner, like we, we didn't plan. I like to plan now. I've found a love for it, but we were not planners. My husband had this motto of we're just going to get in the RV and we're going to go. And it stressed me out to my core, but that's what our travel days were. So we had a general idea of where we were going to go and the route we were going to take to get there. But literally travel days, we would pull up our jacks, pack everything in, hook up the Jeep. And then I would sit down in the passenger seat with my Google Maps. And I'm like, okay, this is your exit. And I would just sit there and I'm telling him where to go. And the whole time that I'm directing him, I'm calling campgrounds. Do you have space? Do you have space? Do you have space? It was beyond nightmarish. If you are a planner or you have any interest in doing this lifestyle, do not do what we did. And another reason we didn't plan in advance is because a lot of campgrounds require you to pay for your, your fees up front. And we didn't want to have to fork out money and they won't refund you. So we flew by the seat of our pants. So that was just travel days. That's not even including like living days. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I don't think I could have done that. Me personally, like, I had to plan. <laughs> But I always admire people who can be more spontaneous like that. But I know that it's not as sexy and as fun as you you see on the outside. Like, oh, just pack everything up and go. Like, I totally, I know you guys are listening and you can see, but Heather is shaking her head. Nope, it is not. That is not how it is. It is not fun. It is not sexy. Okay. But some of it must have been great because you continue yeah, to course. do it. So what was your favorite part about homeschooling, running a business, traveling, just living that entire lifestyle? Being together all of the time. I honestly think, and I've heard a lot of people say that they couldn't be with their family all of the time. I love it. I love having my husband home. He's amazing. He does the dishes and he cooks food and he takes care of the kids and he helps with their homeschool. And that allows me to do what I like and that's work. So I love it. I love being together. And then, of course, I love seeing new places. I love travel. We actually have plans to travel again, just not in the same capacity. So I loved seeing all the new places and eating new food and meeting new people. I'm very extroverted. So just hearing people's stories of how they grew their businesses. And that's one thing that we did everywhere we went is we would seek out local places to visit because we come from small businesses in Branson, Missouri. So you know, our families have stories and businesses that have been there and grown through blood, sweat, and tears. So that was like our goal of travel is to seek out new places and uh, off the beaten path people. So that's what I liked. That is awesome. So did your kids then also get to meet all of these people? Like what role did your kids play in all of this experience? They really were just along for the ride. They didn't understand at first kind of what we were doing and why we were doing it. But as soon as we got out on the road after a few months of travel and then seeing new places and meeting new friends, and we visited as many of my friends on the road as possible along the way. So we were always seeing people that they had seen on Zoom or chatted with on FaceTime occasionally, like all my CEO friends. 
So they were just kind of along for the ride. And they would tell us like when we got to a new place, we would tell them there's X, Y, and Z here. What do you want to do? So they kind of led us in that. That is fun. You know, one of I was telling my husband, my 2021 goals is to do meetups for homeschool CEO and to travel to all of the major areas because I love to travel, love it. And to get our CEOs together, get to meet, and then eventually connect the kids too. Because when you're a kid of a homeschool CEO, you're in a box all of your own, right? Because, you know, my kids, we went to like local co-ops over the years and they're like, yeah, mom, we're, we're not like those kids. And I'm like, you know, I'm not like those moms either. So we, we kind of like understood that. So I wonder, I bet that was such a great experience for your kids to be able to meet all these other people, you know, and they didn't just become a face on the screen anymore, but a real life person. Yeah, they did. And the relationships that they forged through meeting these other CEO kids, I think they're going to be lifelong. I mean, we met a lot of families, but There were a lot of families that are just like, they're asking about them all the time and they have the Facebook messenger app for kids and they chat constantly. So, Oh, how special. So what was your kid? I know that probably was one of your kids' favorite experiences on the road, but what was one of their least favorite? Like if you could go back and go, Hey, this is the one or two things that I would definitely do differently, whether it's business related, family related, homeschool related, like what would those be? Um, the thing that they hated the most was by far not being able to see their family all the time. I think if we could do it again and when we do it again, because we do plan on traveling some more, we still own the RV. We're going to meet family more, like have them meet us or go and meet them in, in different locations away from their homes. So it's like we're in a new place together. They definitely really missed their family. They're close to their cousins which they're, they don't have a ton of cousins, but the few that they do have, they're like brother and sister. Oh yeah. I can see where that would be hard, especially at that age. And if they're used to seeing their cousins all the time, that could be a challenge for sure. So what did your homeschooling look like while you were on the road? It was a nightmare. I'm not going to like lie. I went into um, traveling. Like I was one of those and I'm sure there's a ton of them listening that you were in like this honeymoon phase of homeschooling. I mean, you go through all of this research. And I did this four or five times where I would spend two to three full days just researching curriculum and reading about all of the different options and how we can implement this. And I, you know, I decided on what I was going to get. And I ordered like $375 worth of books and resources and all of this stuff. And I get it in the mail. And my father-in-law, actually, we made a trip to South Dakota, like our yearly July family trip. We met in South Dakota last year. And he brought me all of my curriculum. I had it mailed to him. So, you know, the week that we were with family, I spent filtering through the books and trying to make lesson plans. And then, I'm not kidding you, two weeks in, I was crying. My nine-year-old at the time was in tears. It was not what I pictured. And I came to realize that I was trying to recreate a public school system in our RV and it just wasn't working. So I ended up enrolling Natalie in Power Homeschool after hearing about it from another van life, bus life family. And that's what we did until March of this year when she finished her third grade curriculum. And I mean, that's what we're planning on using again this year. Okay. So you liked power homeschool, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I have a lot of families, a lot of CEO families that use that as well, because it's something that the kids can kind of do and they're independent and it <laughs> doesn't take a lot of thought, like from, you know, like a lot of preparation from the mom. Turn it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what, when I'm telling new homeschool CEOs, first thing I say is how much hands-on time do you want? Because that's going to eliminate 90% of the homeschool curriculums, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Heather, you've been there. It's going, yeah, I'm not planning 20 hours a week. I'm not teaching eight hours a day because we're running businesses. And that's awesome. Like we just have to, we have to lean into who we were created to be and not worry about what that. And I know you do, you do Pinterest. So I'm careful to say it, but sometimes I'll say not to be that Pinterest mom, you know, not oh, to sure. Yeah. Not to do all those home, like those. Pinterest homeschooling is for moms who that is their dedicated calling for life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, there it is. And I have clients who create homeschool curriculum. Like I have homeschool CEOs as clients yeah. and you know, kids activities bloggers and you know, so I've seen it. I see it from both sides. Yeah. I love using their resources, but I don't have time. And we don't, we're not a two-car family anymore. So I can't even go to the store when I want to go to the store. My husband drives the car to work. So I definitely need to be able to turn it on and then just do school and ask me when they have questions. Now, it's going to be a little bit more than that this year because I have kindergarten. Right. So I'm, she's going to need a little bit more from me. But I have spent about 18 months now de-schooling myself. So the $375 I spent in curriculum last year, I'm going to try and sprinkle throughout this year's, you know, stuff. So my 10-year-old, she gets done with her power homeschool assignments so fast. It's like lightning speed, an hour and a half, two hours, she's done. And I'm, what do, like, I still have six hours of work to do. Right. So I'm planning on doing like nature study things. And we got this real science. I don't know who it's by, but it's called real science. We do secular curriculum. Like that's just our choice. Yeah. So we have this book and it's got all these amazing like activities and it tells you what you need. So I can just order it on Amazon and that's what we're going to do this year. So I have heard really good things about that actually. Yeah. In homeschool CEO, sometimes I get slack for it. So I like every once in a while, when it comes up, we sprinkle it in and admit, you know, I'm a Christian, but we built homeschool CEO to be all inclusive. So a lot of times like we're super faith neutral because we have all different religions, all different um, spiritual levels and beliefs and skin colors and all of it, you know, and that's, I love that. Like our community is so amazing. And I always tell people that was one of the issues that I had with stereotypical homeschool families is that I wasn't a super conservative Christian. And I have friends who are, and I love them just as much, just like I have friends who are public school teachers and I love them too. Yeah. But, you know, I also love my children learning about secular curriculums and different diversity and different religions and all of that, because I think that makes a well-rounded person. Yeah, I do too. And that's our goal is to raise well-rounded children. You know, I can provide them with the resources. That's about it. Yeah. So it's actually funny. I mean, we're Christian too. And I mean, I don't go to church every Sunday. I'm one of those Christians that goes like once every couple of weeks, but or once every few months. But I asked on my Facebook page the other day, when we were traveling home after a funeral, I was entirely like overwhelmed with this whole thing again. And right now I'm getting targeted like homeschool ads on Facebook are 
intense. So I'm seeing all these things pop up and it's just adding to the stress. So I post on my Facebook feed, like, what are some curriculums that you've used and have you used K-12 and what was your experience specifically to K-12? And I swear every single person that posted on there was like, use this one, use this one, use this one. I should have said, I'm looking for like secular. They were all Christian. I don't have any problem with that. It's just not what I want, you know. I'm sorry, but there's just been a few Christian curriculums I've looked into that says the earth was only created 5,000 years ago. And we know that's not correct. So it's hard, right? It's hard being that mom, choosing it and like figuring out like what you want your kids to learn. So it's just too, it's too much stress, Jen. It's too much. (laughs) Oh, Heather, I totally get it. And you know, but part of that is remembering too, that we aren't going to be able to teach them everything. Like we give them the tools and at some point they get to make their own decisions. You know, my parents raised me one way, for example, kind of off topic, but you know, they raised me that drinking was, was wrong. We won't go into all of the, uh, theological things that they, that they poured into me. But when I got to college, And I was reading the Bible and I was like, you know what? But actually it doesn't really say that drinking is all of these things that you say, you know, it, it does say some things, but I'm like, it doesn't say if I have one glass of wine, I'm going to go to hell. Like, and this has nothing to do with homeschooling or business. Right. (laughs) But it is important when you're realizing like as God or the universe or whatever you believe in our audience, but you were uniquely equipped to raise your children. And what you're teaching them is your choice. And I am a huge believer and it is your choice. And we should value that and support that. But then we also have to realize that they're going to get older and they're going to make different choices. And that's okay too, because we have to value and support their choices as well. Right? Absolutely. And that's what I've come to realize over the last 18 months of de-schooling is I'm not equipped to teach them every single thing that they need to know. And neither are the teachers in public schools, to be quite honest. Yeah. And it really just comes down to what's best for our family isn't best for your family. It's the same way that, you know, we choose to feed our family. What I choose to feed myself and my kids isn't the same, you know, as Susie next door. So yeah. And you know, my choice to travel for a year and take my kids out of school and then not see the majority of their family or their friends possibly ever again, like we'll see their family again, but those friends and those relationships that they forged for years, they probably won't see most of those people again, but you know, it was our choice. Yeah. And that's okay. But -hmm. you know what, if it makes you feel any better, I went to school with some of my friends for 12 years and I've grown apart from them, you know, like just because you're in a school system or even in the same community all growing up, does not mean those are your lifelong friends because we grow and we change and we don't generally keep our childhood friends long-term. Yeah. I mean, whether that's good or it's bad, that's the culture that we live in for most people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So if you were sitting down for coffee with a mom who is saying like, this is my long-term goal. Maybe this is the first year she's homeschooling, but her goal is maybe next year to get that RV, to travel full-time. What advice would you give her? Oh gosh, there's a ton. I think the first thing would be to have a double 
like double your emergency fund than what you think you need to have. So your finances, you feel good. My second piece of advice is to go with an RV that like, don't go with what you think you, um, like we went with a motorhome, for example, and I think it was just, it's too much payment. It's not that we couldn't afford it. We can afford it. We it's sitting in the driveway and I'm just depreciating right now. It's aggravating, but like go with something lower quality that you really want. So you have more money and more time to do more fun things with your kids on the road. And then, you know, if you're already homeschooling before you even begin a full-time journey, great, but it's going to take you two times as long to get those assignments done because your kids are going to be in this teeny tiny little tin can or at a rickety picnic table and just know that the distractions are going to be twice as bad as they are in your comfortable home that you're living in right now. So, you know, kind of feed, like work on your mindset a little bit that not everything is sunshine and rainbows. The poop tubes are going to break. You're going to have waste coming out of your ears. Your kids are going to lose their shoes everywhere they go. It's just, it is what it is. And yeah, if you're, if you're wanting to do this specifically, travel full-time, RV, you know, that beautiful Instagram feed that you see. Yeah. Just double the emergency fund, double the amount of time. And half your expectations, yes. <laughs> right? Double everything else and half your expectations. I was the same way. For all of you who don't know, we did the same thing. We traveled for a year, lived at a campground. Our kids at the time were, uh, we had two left at the house. They were 12 and 18 and uh, two boys. Just don't full-time travel with boys if you have yeah. one bathroom. Let's just make that clear. I have two bathrooms. We had two bathrooms and we had two bedrooms. But you know what? It was an experience that I wouldn't change. It's not that. I loved it, but I don't think I would have done it quite as long. I would have built it into smaller, like here's maybe a month and then be back at home base for a month. I, you know, I don't know. But uh, you have been such a treat to have to talk <laughs> to our moms about what it's really like. and. Tell our moms where they can find you online to connect with you. Well, first of all, I hope I haven't offended anyone. This is just how I am. So I apologize if I have. I still love you. Let's be friends. If you want to find me online, I have two, I have two Instagrams. So first of all, if you want to learn Pinterest marketing, it's Heather Ferris Co. If you want to hang out with us about travel and minimalist lifestyle and homeschool, it's Wheeling to Dream. And I'll give you both of those URLs so you can put them in your show notes. But yeah, we actually have plans to travel again. Uh, like you said, have you know a couple weeks out and then at home and a couple weeks out and at home. So that's hopefully coming next year. Very cool. Okay. And yes, we will put all of those links in our show notes so you guys can connect with Heather. And thank you again for being on the show today. <laughs> thank you, Jen. What a real and authentic conversation we had with Heather today. Isn't it great that as homeschool CEOs, we can pull back those layers of what things are supposed to look like and be honest that sometimes things that we do in life are hard, right? And that doesn't mean that we're complaining. It's just honesty. And in the homeschool CEO community, we're all about being authentic and honest, even on those hard days. And I am so thankful that Heather shared with us what it's really like. And I love that she and her husband are getting ready to travel again full-time 
but doing it a little differently based on what they learned before. So if you currently travel full-time in an RV or a van and you're running a business and homeschooling or you want to be in the future, be sure to take a moment and connect with Heather online. And of course, if you want to harness the power of Pinterest for your business, Heather is absolutely amazing. And be sure to let her know when you connect with her that you heard her here on the podcast. I'll see you next week. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.